Father, uh, our hearts have been heavy with uh, the sight of the tower block, the Grenville tower block burning and the loss of so many lives. Lord, we cry out to you for mercy upon those families who have lost loved ones, those who are injured in hospital. We pray, Lord, that you bring health to them and healing. And Lord, uh, I pray that every missing person might be accounted for uh, either in the tower block itself or <clears throat> as someone who has escaped. Uh, and I pray, Lord, that there would be uh, fewer losses of life rather than more. Um, but we just ask for your mercy there, Lord God. And it seems like a lot of things are happening around us with terror attacks, with uh, tragedies and crises like this, uh, the news that uh, inflation is, is growing more rapidly uh, than it hoped, and so many other things going on that create such a sense of instability in our world, Father. And I pray that you would enable us as your people to stand firm and fully mature. Uh, as we stand in the marketplace, as we talk to our family and our friends, even about these kinds of things that happen when people ask, where is God uh, in all of this? Help us to be able to point people toward Jesus and, and the knowledge that even though we don't have answers to all the questions, we do have the one who is the answer, that is Jesus, who stands beside us in all the struggles and all the trials and all the difficulties. Uh, so Lord, as we come to your word, I pray that you'd open it up to us, that you would help us to live it out uh, in the power of your Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that your spirit would rest on me to preach your word to your people this day, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Paul writes here and he says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming." In these you too, were once, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator." Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, I'm always fascinated by the latest discoveries of uh, science about uh, how the brain functions, about how we think. Uh, and I've been studying into this quite a bit over the last four or five years and, and learning quite a lot about how we make decisions, how we think as people, and discovering time after time after time that what many uh, scientists are now discovering through experiments about how we make decisions, uh, about how we shape our lives, about how we become mature people, fully formed people, uh, strong people, that time after time after time, what the scientists are discovering today are things that the Bible has been telling us 
for over 2,000 years. And we see this time after time after time. For example, one of the big things that's on the ascendancy now is looking at how we as people pay attention to things and how what we pay attention to determines our experience of reality. What we focus on, what we pay attention to, determines our mental state, determines how we uh, experience the things around us, and that different people can have exactly the same experience but focus on different things and come out with two different overall experiences of that event, two different understandings of that event, and where in the life of one person, uh, that understanding might lead them to grow in strength and to be a stronger human being. And another person, the exact same experience, the exact same set of circumstances, seems to totally destroy them. And what science is discovering more and more is that how we filter experience, how we come out of difficult experiences, how we live our lives depends largely on what we pay attention to, on what we focus on. As if you focus on things that are good, then your experience is going to be better and you will tend to be a happier person. And if you focus on things that are negative, that are unpleasant, your experience will naturally be worse and you will struggle more as a person. Now this seems like a lot of common sense, but scientists are now verifying this with experiment after experiment all around the world. And they've discovered that how we pay attention determines a lot about how we live our lives and how we experience our lives. And that's exactly what Paul was saying. I mean, the scientists could have saved themselves a lot of time if they'd actually bothered to read the Bible at all. Because here's Paul, and he's talking to the Colossians, and he's talking to the people who are in the midst of a very secular society, a very secular world, uh, very much dominated by Rome, very much dominated by uh, the, the religions of the day uh, that are surrounding them. Uh, some of the, the Colossians were being pulled away from the faith, uh, some of them were being undermined by legalism. Some of them were get, being undermined by, by the latest uh, crazes, if you will, uh, about self-help, about how to do the right kind of business and all those kinds of things. We looked at a, uh, some of that last week. And they were being drawn away. And Paul says, folks, uh, if you want to be stable, if you want to grow to maturity, if you want to be effective in the culture in which God has placed you, in your surroundings, you need to have a different kind of approach. And he says this, he says, if you have been raised with Christ, now in other words, if you are a Christian, if you understand that Jesus died on the cross for you and rose from the dead for you, that you have new life in Jesus, that with Christ you have resurrection uh, life in you, then he says, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. In other words, start looking to Jesus. Start focusing on Jesus' agenda for your life. Focus on Jesus' agenda for the world because after all, you're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So often we see ourselves as stuck in the muck and mire of living in this world. And Paul says we have to reorient ourselves and understand that as Christians, we are already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. 
That means spiritually we have authority in Jesus. Spiritually we already have the resurrection life in Jesus. And so we need to set our lives by the agenda of Jesus for our lives. I look back from time to time in my life and I realize over the years that there are so many things that I thought were so desperately important at the time. Now things, maybe it's uh, something around the car or something around the house or something that I wanted to buy or some kind of relationship problem that I was dealing with, uh, some kind of situation that for a season just seemed to consume me completely. And looking back and reflecting on that, I realize now how much time that I wasted trying to deal with those things when many of them just worked themselves out quite naturally. And I've often discovered as I've reflected back on my life that sometimes as I've engaged in a lot of things in the world, I've actually made them worse. But as I've focused on Jesus, things actually work themselves out and actually work themselves out better. And that's what Paul says here. Seek the things that are above. Seek the things of Jesus. It's kind of like Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this other junk is going to be added to you as well. Now, so seek Jesus, put your mind there, put your focus there, go after the things of God in your, in your workplace, in your home, as well as your community in your church. You can go after the things of God in your workplace, doing a, an excellent job, and so on and so forth. But anyway, then Paul goes on and says, set your minds, this is pay attention to, Pay attention to the things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Now, Paul's not saying here that you don't pay your bills, you don't clean your house, you don't shower, shave, uh, you don't take care of your relationships. That's not what he's saying at all. Uh, He's not saying that those things are not important. He would go on and say many times that as, as employees, we should do the best job possible. As spouses, we should be the best spouse we could possibly be. Uh, as people involved in the community, we should do our best. Uh, so, so Paul emphasizes this. He's not detracting from this, but he is saying that actually our, our attention needs to be focused on the things that are above. Our attention needs to be focused on the things of God. That's what we have to pay attention to. That's where our focus is drawn to God not on things that are on the earth. Those are not the eternally important things. Those are not the things that will make all the difference about how you live your life. Because he says, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And what this means is that it's like you take your money and you put it in the bank. You don't see your money. It's hidden in the bank. And it's protected by the bank. Or uh, what they used to do with gold. They'd have gold bars and they'd stick the gold bars in places like Fort Knox uh, or the Bank of England and it'd be locked and you wouldn't see the gold bar but you'd know you had the gold bar. It was there. And, And this is what Paul is saying is that what is really life 
the, the things that we really want, the things that we really long for, the substance of our life, both in this world and in the world to come, is hidden with Christ and God. In other words, God is protecting us. God is surrounding us. God is caring for us. God will provide for us. And that's true even when our circumstances are rather difficult because we'll all go through times when it doesn't seem that God is doing these things. But the assurance of Paul is that God is indeed doing these things. Our life is hidden with Christ and God. That means that we can focus on the things that are above. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So God has our life now, and he also has our life in the future and through eternity. And so Paul is giving us an assurance here that says, now we can fix our eyes on the things that are above. We can pay attention to God's stuff. We can pay attention to what is important to God. We can pay attention to the Word of God. We can pay attention to God as we worship Him because ultimately we will become like that which we pay attention to. That's why children start to look like their parents as they grow up because they pay attention to their parents. So they become like their parents. Uh, I don't know if that explains why dogs often look like their masters, but uh, uh, who knows? It might be close. Uh, but we become like that which we pay attention to. Whether that is a God that we worship or that is the things of this life and the things of this world. So in order then to give maximum attention to the things of God, Paul says you need to adopt this strategy, picking up with verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. There are a lot of things in our lives that keep us focused on the things of the earth, that keep us focused on the things of this world, not things that are necessarily good. There are a lot of things that draw our focus, our attention, away from Jesus and the things that are above and down toward the things that are in the world. And that's why Paul says put these to death. Sexual immorality. And one of the great scourges in our world today, as we know, is pornography. And, and now, more and more, even normal television shows have become rather pornographic in the way that they portray sexuality. And it just seems like in every show, you got people acting like animals, uh, not being able to control themselves. And you just think, what's going on? Uh, because this always focuses, sexual immorality always keeps our eyes down. Impurity, passion. And, and passion here doesn't mean that it's wrong for you to be passionate about stuff. It's the idea where stuff of this life becomes all-consuming for you. I've known people who have wanted a certain car, for example, and they seem like they gear their whole life to around having this car and, and working for this car and paying off this car, and, and, and that's a passion that they have. You know, for some people, the passion is for sport. And there's nothing wrong with sport. I think a good game of football is great. A great game of rugby is great. A great game of baseball is what they're going to be playing in heaven, so you should probably look it up and start to learn how to play. But, uh, you, know, all, you know, it's a great kind of stuff. But if that's our, our passion so that all of our focus is on these things, it's earthly. It draws us down. There can be evil desire and covetousness. Covetousness is where we go after stuff. You know, I want this stuff. I want the, the latest gadget. I want the latest uh, piece of clothing. Uh, and Paul says that's kind of idolatry. 
And he says, because of all these things, the wrath of God is coming, and that's true even today. God doesn't like this focus, and as our society grows more and more in love with these things, we can be sure that there will be consequences for all this stuff coming. But he says, put, put these things to death. Don't be paying attention to these things. That's what he's saying. Don't be paying attention to them. Put them to death in you. Don't let them be all-consuming for your life so that you can keep your focus in the right place. In these two, you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Get rid of all of them, and including these other things. Anger, wrath, malice, and slander. Now what happens with anger, wrath, malice, and slander, whereas the first set of things focus us really on people, I mean on stuff, and on achievements and things like that. The second set of things are what focus us wrongly on people. I mean, how often have you been angry with somebody and you just can't stop thinking about it? Oh, I can't believe what they did to me. I just, oh, it just makes me so mad. I just can't. And when you do that, you're focusing on the person. You're not focusing on Jesus any longer. Because if you focus on Jesus, then you begin to learn how Jesus sees the person and how to pray for the person and forgive the person. But if you have anger in you or malice where where you want to really get back at people or slander where you're talking badly about people, all of these things keep you focused on people and not on Jesus and keep you focused on people in the wrong way, not through the prism of God's love for them, but through the prism of your own experience of them and your dislike for them. And that's why Paul says, you got to get rid of that. Do away with all of that. Uh, Take away the obscene talk from your mouth. uh, And also, uh, don't lie to each other. Because if you're focusing on falsehood, then you have to work hard to keep the lie. Do you know it's harder to work a lie than it is to work the truth? Because when you start telling lies, you have to keep track of all your lies. When you tell the truth, the truth is much easier to keep track of. And so that's why Paul says you've got to get rid of all of this because we have been renewed. We've put off that old self and we've put on the new self. In other words, we've become a new person in Jesus Christ. We have a new life in Jesus Christ. That is our inheritance. That is who we are in Christ Jesus. It's already been done. And so we don't need to have any of those things which keeps us focused on the things of this world and keep us focused on people in terms of what's wrong with people in the world and doesn't let us focus or pay attention to the things of Christ. But ultimately, it's the things of Christ that really matter because Christ is all and in all. So Paul has discovered and wrote about 2,000 years ago what scientists are only discovering today, and that is how you pay attention determines so much of your life. And how you pay attention to Jesus and the things of God and the things above determine whether you will stand firm and fully mature in the Lord Jesus Christ, able to navigate the difficulties of living in a place like London, or whether you will just be swept away by all the legalism, all the good intentions, all the religious junk, all the stuff of life. But may we seek the things that are above where Christ is and be stable and fully mature. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for the truth of your word. 
We do want to pay attention to you. And Lord, I pray that you would show us, reveal to us, all those things of this world and this life that are drawing our attention away from you. Whether they're good things or bad things. And Lord, let the bad things, let us repent of those. The good things, let us put them in the right place so that we can give you the attention you deserve. Not only today, not only on Thursdays and Sundays, but every single day of our lives. We love you, we praise you, we worship and adore you and pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.